right now our apostle as he brings forth the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your grace over our lives, God. We thank you, Lord, that you've allowed us to see this day, not because of our goodness, Lord, but because of your mercy, your grace, even your long-suffering over our lives and our circumstances, God. We, we know it's only because of you, God, that we, that we yet stand, Lord, and we yet have a mind to call upon you. We thank you for each and every day. And we ask you, Lord, just to have your way in this place continually, even as we go into your word, God, that you would prepare our hearts, Lord, that you would move me out of the way. Lord, and you speak those things that you desire to speak to our hearts. Your spirit speaking unto our spirit, Lord. Move our flesh, Lord, our resistances out the way, Lord, and let our spirit man be fed, be challenged, be lifted, be encouraged. Lord, we give you all the glory and praise right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. And again, I, I thank the Lord, amen, for today being here. Thank the Lord that, yes, I got another birthday approaching here in a couple of days. And it's only by his grace, you know, I often say I, I never expected to live beyond 30. Now I believe it's going to be more than double that. You know, and I think about where have all the years gone? This has gone by so quickly. But it's also been a joy, amen, these last 40-some years serving God, amen, and living for him and just trusting his word each and every day. Because, you know, I realize that if it had not been for the goodness of the Lord in my life, I don't know about anybody else in here, but, you know, if it had not been for him and his intervention, amen, where I would be, because, you know, I, I'm, I always say I probably wouldn't be. Because, you know, the direction that my life was taken. But God intervened and he had purpose and plan. Amen. And I thank God that he rescued me from myself. Amen. So as we look into his word this morning, amen, we thank the Lord. Amen. On last week, we actually had, you know, started off this month talking about love. Amen. Yes, we're going to go ahead and release our children to their father. We, we began talking about love. Amen. On last week, I mean last month, you know, our, our focus was on I belong here. You know, recognizing that God created each and every one of us to love us. He created us to be in his kingdom. Amen. To be in his family. You know, and because of that reason, we belong in God's family. We belong. And a lot of people don't realize that. And sometimes, you know, we as, as people, I won't go back into the belonging again that much, but you know, sometimes we, we kind of figure who enjoys who belongs and who don't. But that's not up to us, as we found out. But today we want to talk about love, his love. And last week we got to witness, amen, Pastor Linda, you know, brought the message. And then we had an illustration that was a, a wedding, which was an actual wedding, amen, illustrating how God feels. Because, you know, in, in the book of Ephesians, he talks about marriage you know, typifies the relationship of Christ and his church, amen, and we are considered the bride of Christ, amen, and, you know, the time is coming when we will be able to go on our honeymoon forever, you know, I, th I think about, you know, Otis and Irene as they're still away on their honeymoon, and we just pray, amen, that, you know, they continue to feel that joy for the remainder uh, of their marriage, you know, oftentimes we go on a honeymoon and we get back to what? honeymoon's over. Amen. Now we get into reality, but I pray that reality will always be joyful. Amen. And that's God's desire, amen, as we follow him. But today, you know, as we look at this, you know, we, we think about love. You know, and as we think about that, you know, on today's topic or the title I'm giving this message is, True Love Has No Price Tag. It's free. You know, as I said, true love. Because there's all kinds of love out there. Amen. But true love. And when, when I say true love, I'm talking about godly love. The love of God has no price tag. Amen. You can't, put it, you can't purchase it. You can't earn it. Amen. Because love, true love is freely 
giver. When we think about the fact that all of our shortness and our, our failings and our stumblings and our just say our sins, amen, is the thing that has separated us from God. And even before we acknowledged him as God, he sacrificed for us because what? He loved us. He created us to love us even though, you know, we as a, as a human race, we fell short. Amen. Beginning with the, the greatest of our grandparents, Adam and Eve, amen, we fell short. And because of that, God didn't say, well, I'm done with them. Now, how many times have we had a mind to throw somebody away because they, they fell short of our expectations? And sometimes even in families, amen, we, we have issues in the family and we'll, we'll get to that place where we'll say, yeah, you're dead to me. You're not my mother. You're not my father anymore. You're not my child. Because they, dis they disappointed us. And we'll, and, and we'll literally cut them off. But that's not how our God is. Amen. He sacrificed for us while we were still in our mess. While we were still not even thinking about him. Amen. He, he made a way because his love went beyond our faults. Amen. I often say our fault identifies our needs. Amen. And when we, we begin to look at how he loved us, you know, and really begin to, I say begin to understand, because it's, it's constantly unfolding, the measure and the degree of his love that he has toward us. Amen. So as we, we look at this topic of love, we, we want to try to look at it from God's eyes and God's perspective, because man's perspective is viewed. Ours is, is temporal. It, 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 it's it's conditional. Yes. Amen. But God's love, that agape love, amen, is an unconditional love. He loves you because he loves you. He loves you because he is love. And we think about it, amen, and all the things, amen, many times, how many times have, you know, people tried to, to make an attempt to buy the love or the attention of somebody else. Anybody ever been there? You know, you want to buy their love, you want to get their attention, you want to, you know, because you want them in your life, amen, and, and we try to make that, amen, but there's no, you know, intention of God to try to buy our love, amen, or, and allow us to even buy his love. We can't, amen. It's, 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 it's one of those things, amen. You know, I think about the song the children used to sing, you know, talking about love isn't love until you give it away. Amen. Love is, has to be extended. It's just not a word to be thrown around when we're talking about relational love. It's not a word just to be thrown around without action that backs it up, action that follows it. Amen. And, and we think about, you know, Jesus, he paid it all. You know, one thing we, we, we find out, as I said, it has no price tag. But how many times have we, you know, and I say we because, you know, we're all in that boat. You know, present company included. We have, you know, expected somebody to measure up, to earn the love before we would love them. Amen. We, we want them to, to meet our expectations before we love them. But Christ loved us when we, even when we turned our backs on him, his love has not changed. We grieved his heart. But he still loves us unconditionally. He's a good, good father. You know, you, say, you stop and think about how parents deal with their children. You know, and, and, you know, we've had seven children, amen, and multiple grandchildren, and even great-grandchildren now, amen, a few, about half a dozen or so, great-grands. And, and you love them because they're your family. You love them because they're connected to you. Yeah, and you love your, your children. I mean, how many times have parents gone to the, the last mile of the way for that child that was rebellious? That child that, that turned their back, that child that was disobedient, that, that parents still love them. Parents will, you know, and we've been there, you know, put your, your house up to get them out of jail. You know, even though they're doing things that you don't agree with, you know, you still, you know, because no matter how bad they act, we as parents still love our children. Am I talking to anybody this morning? You know, and so, so, and that's just a, a, a small example of the greatness 
of the love of God. You know, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, God was immediately had a plan to redeem them. Amen. And that, that included us. So because he went to the cross and he paid it all of it, it says, in, you know, one of the most famous scriptures in the Bible, John 3, 16, says, for God so loved the world. Amen. That so always gets my attention. I mean, with such a degree, such an intensity, such a, 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 an intentionality, he, he so loved the world that he gave. He didn't ask. He didn't require anything, but it said he gave. Amen. He sacrificially gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. All the Lord asked of us is that we would accept his love. Amen. And that, that's not a hard ask, I don't believe, amen, when, when he's making all the sacrifice, when he's, you know, going the in degree of the way to make it possible for us, amen, to be able to have all that he has for us. I mean, when we stop and think about the reality, it, the fact that there's really not very much that we can do for God but to love him. Amen. In return, you know, and as we do that, if we truly love him, if we truly embrace his word, amen, his teaching, his example through Jesus Christ, amen, we, we strive to be like him. Because if you really love somebody, you what? Exactly. You emulate them. You want to please them. Amen. I mean, you know, I don't think we love somebody. We want to hurt their feelings. Amen. You know, we, we sometimes we, we hurt the feelings of those that we love unintentionally. You know, and other times, amen, because there's issues. See, see, love is a tricky thing because we, we, we love our cornbread. <laughs> uh, we, we love our car. Amen. We might love our job because it, it, it has benefits. You know, so we got to differentiate on what kind of love are we we really talking about, amen, because it's good to like those things and to be, you know, I'm, 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 give me a good bowl of, of gumbo and you can just leave me alone. Uh, you know, if you can bring me a, a, a nice medium well, what kind of steak? Ribeye, y'all know. Just bring me a good, <laughs> nah, nah, I, I'm good to go. But, no, ain't going to be no, I don't do filters. But when we stop and think about the things that we can be passionate about. I got to ask us the question, uh, you know, how passionate are we about our love for God? Because he's already demonstrated his, his passion for us. Amen. Through the sacrifices and all those things, he's demonstrated, you know, and I, I think about how, you know, many a Christian, uh, those of us who profess our Christianity, you know, we would say we love God unconditionally. We love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul. But there's another part of the equation that I, I, I want to touch on this morning right. as we talk about love. Because there's another part that goes along, amen, in that relationship, amen, that I think strengthens that relationship, and that's trust. Yeah. Amen? amen? Now, see, here's the, here's, the, here's the rub, though. You can love somebody <laughs> and not trust them. And you can trust somebody and not love them. Right? But just think about when you put the two together. Because if you, if you love them and you trust them, that relationship's going to last for a long time. It's going to be a strong relationship. But if you only trust them and you don't love them, unless love develops somewhere down the road, that relationship is not going to grow. It's not going to go very far. And on the other hand, if, if the only thing is there is love and no trust, that relationship is going to struggle over and over continually. And why am I talking about trust when I'm talking about love? Because many times we say we love God, but when the rubber meets the road and, and, and things get difficult and things are not going quite like we want them to go, we have a tendency not to trust God's process and we take matters into our own hands. 
But when I say I trust him, I trust your word. I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to stay in place and trust you to work it out because I really believe that you love me. And you're going to work out things for the best because you love me. Says all things. Sometimes we don't like to hear that scripture because we go through some things that we don't want to be in our all. Right? But it says all things work together for the good of those who love God, amen, are called according to his purpose. But he's, he, I, I believe he's, he's expecting us to, to bring some trust into the equation. I say, I love you, but God, I'm going through a very difficult time right now, and I don't know if I can trust you to do it right. I don't know if I can trust you to work it out all the way. I love you, but God, you're taking too long. I love you, God, but I'm still in pain. Am I talking to anybody this morning? See, love is not always easy. It requires something of uh, Even in a, a marital relationship, 47 plus years together with Pastor Linda, we love each other, but we struggled. And that's just in a fleshly relationship. Amen. And, 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 I, and I can add, and I know she would agree with me, if it had not been for the love of God in our hearts, we wouldn't have seen those 47 years. Because we would have been trusting only in our flesh. And when our flesh fails, when our expectation fails, we choose other paths. But when we come to the love of God, uh, when we say we love him, that should be manifested in our trust for him, towards him. Amen. One thing about love is it costs the receiver nothing. That's why I say it doesn't have a price tag. Love should be freely given. Amen. And, and when it's freely given, now there, there oftentimes is a, a, is a requirement and a cost on the giver. And sometimes maybe that's what we don't like to do is that, that giving of love because it's hard. Right? Come on now. Let's, 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 let's be real. Anybody, about show your hands. Anybody here had a hard time loving somebody? A hard time walking in that love. I've been there. Lord, help me to love. Help me to walk in your love. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm hurt. But you said to love him. Hallelujah. And if we just trust him, amen, he can turn our hearts. I've experienced it personally. He can change our minds. He can change our hearts. He can, he can give us a heart of uh, a flesh. Amen. And, and through that heart of flesh, amen, we can begin to emulate the love of Christ operating in us, amen, so that he can get the glory out of us. Amen. If we would just trust him in all things, amen. But it's free, amen. And, and, and love is the thing that brought us in out of the world into the kingdom. Amen. It, it wasn't, you know, all the other stuff, but when we really understood and begin to, to receive the love of God, amen, it has a drawing power, amen, that, that draws us from our own and our old ways, amen, and, and draws us in unto him because of who he is, amen. When, when he loved us, amen, he didn't, he didn't come with conditions, amen. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't do that, amen. He loved us before we turned our eyes toward him. Amen. Before we turned our hearts over to him. But, you know, talking about love, coming out of what is often called the love chapter. Amen. First Corinthians 13. Let's let's take a look at that. Amen. It's in the first verse, it says, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity. And the word charity there, amen, is, you know, love. Amen. So, so anytime we hear charity, it's talking about love. Amen. But in this version, it talks calls it charity. I mean, I, I think that is is very apropos to what I'm saying because there's no cause. I mean, charity is what? Giving. Amen. So when we talk about that, so he said, you know, and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass and a tingling cymbal. I'm talking, but I ain't got no action to follow. Amen. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and 
Though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Just stop there for a moment. He said, if I, I can do all these things, move mountains, understand the prophetic word, amen, and all this stuff, amen. So he's saying that we, we're doing something, but we're still nothing because we don't allow love to operate out of our hearts. He said, if I don't have love, love is the ingredient, amen, that, that sparks relationships. Love is the ingredient that, that helps us to hold on to one another as human beings. Love is the thing, amen, that helps us to push past the issues, amen, of those around us and those even those against us to allow God to be seen in us. He said, but if I, I, if I don't allow love to operate, if I'm only in love with me, see, sometimes our, our love stops with ourselves. Amen. And everybody else got to take the back seat. He said, I, I, I am nothing. And nobody wants us to have that kind of feeling. The third verse says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profited me nothing. Because if, if it's not doing from, done from a heart of love, then where, where, where is it coming from? Self-promotion. Pride, look at me, arrogance. If you're not coming from love and doing all these things, then there's another motive. But our motivation in living, amen, has to be from the heart of love, from the seed of love, because that's what motivated our God. And if we want to be like him, we got to be like him. Amen. He truly gave, amen. He so loved, he gave. Amen. Now, look, just look at this charity. And I'm going I'm to use the word love instead of charity as I read through this, this version. But it, it, it says, love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself. Is, it is, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Charity never fails. Talking about love. True love doesn't fail. True love is sacrificial. As the scripture says, greater love hath no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. That's sacrificial. It didn't fail. I'll lay down my life. I love you that much. See, see, love goes all the way. It is not self-preserving. When we're talking about this kind of love, it says never fail. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether, whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. All these things shall be, but we're not going to last. But look what it says. And I like this part, amen. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, thought as a child. But when I became a man or a woman, amen, I put away childish things. See, children, to a degree, are inherently selfish. My toy, my this, my that. But as they grow and they mature, when I became a man, when I became a woman, I understood the heart and, the, and through hopefully teaching of the parents and especially through the teachings of God's word, I understood about love and giving overrode selfishness. As a mature individual, I understand that I am here, amen, to be a blessing and not just to receive. You know, you ever take a child to another child's birthday party and they think it's theirs? They want to blow out the cake and they want to open the presents, and, but it's not your day. See, that's how we do God sometimes. We, we think everything should be about us, but no. As I became a, an adult, I put away childish thinking. And I understood everything is not about me. And I should be able to celebrate somebody else and be glad that I can celebrate somebody else. 
Amen. And, and, and when my turn comes, it's my turn. Peace is my turn now. But anyway, when we celebrate somebody else, amen, don't you, do you not know what it does, what it does for you? It helps you release to release the self-centeredness. I mean, even as Pastor Linda was talking about, you know, that, that celebrating others, amen. And, you know, it's yesterday she was pre speaking to the women, and she was saying how that when you find your own security, you can celebrate the beauty of other women. Amen. And, and it's the same thing no matter man or woman. When you learn to get outside of yourself, you'll find out that there's really a world out there that you can celebrate. Amen. And everybody's not there for you. But he goes on to say in the 12th verse, amen, for now we see through a glass darkly, but when, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. We're going to get the rest of the story. In that 13th verse, and now abide in faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Faith, we all want to have faith. Hope, we all want to stand in the hope of the word of God that, is, that things are working out. Amen. But what did he say? Greater than faith, greater than hope is love. The one area that a lot of people struggle with is love. Not just being loved, but showing love, giving love. Think about that, that, that biblical description of love, which 1 Corinthians 13, that chapter is a, a biblical description of a biblical love, a godly love, a, a love that's, that's not holding on to things. You know, when you look at that, that, that list, amen, it, there's no Feinberg in there. There's no ifs. If you do this, then. But it says what love does, amen. It's, it's, it's a pretty extensive. You, you talk about 16 different attributes of love. And so when we look at that, we got to ask ourselves, how am I doing? <laughs> when, I, when I read that, he says, long-suffering. That knocked a lot of people out the mark right there. I ain't going to suffer no longer. I'm done. Throwing in the towel. But he said, it suffered long, amen. It's kind. Oh, man. Kind words, compassionate, amen. Considering others better than yourself. You know, taking the time, amen, and not just popping off at the mouth. Being kind, amen. Sometimes we, we say things that are not really kind because we're upset, we're angry, we've been hurt, we've been disappointed, amen. We've all been there, isn't that right? But when we're operating from the seat of love, even in our pain, we can be kind. I, I think about Christ on the cross. As he's being crucified, amen, and he's got the malefactors on one side and the other, and one is saying, you know, one thing, but the other one says, this man has done no wrong. But we are up here justly because he's talking to the thief on the other side. He was telling Jesus, you be the son of God, get us from down from here, you saved us. He's still thinking about himself. But the other is saying, this man has done no wrong. You know, and then Jesus looks at him through his pain. The unjust pain, and he says today, you will be with me in paradise. Kind words, even when he was hurt. Amen. Even when he was going through. I think about, you say, well, that was Jesus. That should be easy for him. He's the son of God. He knew the plan. What about Stephen? Stephen, while he's being stoned to death. By those that hated him because he was standing and preaching the word of God. And he would not take it back. He would not take down. And as they're stoning him, and I'm not talking about pebbles. Right? They're throwing some stones at him. That's what's going to kill him. And while they're doing it, kind words, Father, forgive them. Someone called us out our name. We like to really strike them down. Kind words, amen, because we, we shouldn't be on the defensive always. Why? Because God, God lets us know we're his children. And it's going to work out for our good, even when they're acting crazy, even when they're treating us wrong. 
Amen. It says, it envieth not. That means it's hinting on jealousy and covetousness. Don't envy. Amen. Not love. Vaunt it not itself. Now that was one that was, I, I, I look at that because they see that in so many ways in and out of the church. Amen. It's talking about being boastful, bragging, being prideful, and, 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 and look at me and putting yourself out there like, I'm, I'm, I'm all that. You should know that. And then in the fifth attribute is talking about it's not puffed up. It walks in humility. It's humble. Christ walked in humility. Amen. We've seen him get upset one time, you know, and it wasn't about him. About how they were treating the, the temple of God. And the Bible says that he, he picked up cords and he began to wrap it together and made a threefold cord and he began to rip them out of the temple. He, he turned over the tables of the, the money changers, amen, and he, he told him, don't turn his father's house into a den of thieves. Are we that passionate about how people do the church? <laughs> about how people talk about our God? Yeah. He was being passionate, but still it wasn't about him. Amen. And then we, we look at number six. He said, does not behave itself unseemly. I'm just going to let y'all marinate on that one for a minute. Acting out of character. Hmm? Unseemly. Ain't nobody gone. You know, and y'all fill in the blank. You know, we get mad. We, we, we take our stand. Amen. And later on we say, well, we all did. <laughs> right? We, we Instead of saying, you know what, I was out of character. Forgive me. I shouldn't have acted like that. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have spoke like that. But we, rather than do that, we dismiss it because we don't want to own it. Don't dismiss it. Be like Christ. Seeks not our own. Amen. Our own benefit. It's all, you know, I, I go through all of these attributes and, and call the if we would go through earnestly in our own mind, in our own heart, amen, and, and check these things off, amen, not easily provoked. That means you don't have a quick temper. I won't ask you to raise your hand. Amen. Thinketh no evil. Now, this is an interesting one, amen, because sometimes we have a way of forming in our mind the intentions of other people. And when people do us wrong, we may not say it. We may not share with nobody. Oh, come on, y'all. Say, I don't have to say. Y'all already know. It's like it's like we want we want to sit God on them. Kill them, Lord. Uh, I wish you would. I hope they have a flat time. You know, we just come with just, just those little things. Oh, someone cut you off. Oh, I hope the police pull them over. Mm -hmm. Then we see the police get them. We don't consider that stuff evil, right? But you wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of any of it. See, so we, we think, you know, when someone does me like that, now nah, I say, Lord, bless them. Help them get to their destination safely. Must be in a hurry. You know, don't let them hurt nobody else, including themselves. You know, because we got to capture every thought and bring it under the captivity of Christ. The word teaches us that, amen. It says, you don't teach, think no evil. Then we talk, rejoiceth not in iniquity. Mm. Well, I don't do that. Right? Don't rejoice in wrongs that are being done. But, he, but the next one said, rejoice in peace. You ought to rejoice in the right phrases. Rejoice in what is good. You know, what sort of things are good, what sort of things are true, what sort of things are noble, what sort of things are good report. If there's any virtue, if there's any praise, think on these things. Rejoice in those areas, amen. 
amen, rejoice, amen, doing the right thing. Now, now we're going to get into a couple here, amen, as we wrap this up on this list. He said, beareth all things. You don't know what I'm going through. Right? I shouldn't have to bear. And he said, beareth all things. These are the places. This one, amen, and, and, and believe all things, those two, I mean, because how can I believe it's going to work out if I don't even want to bear it? How can I believe, amen, that this good's going to come out of this hurtful situation that I don't even want to be in? But see, it takes one to get to the other. You've got to be willing to endure to get to the finish line, to have the victory. But we don't want to endure oftentimes. We're looking for a, an exit. But, you know, when you run a race, there's only one finish line. You can take exits and never get to the finish line. Hey, man, and you find yourself in no man's land somewhere. But it, if you just stick to it, just, 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 say, just, just stick to it. Hey, man, bear it. God sees you, child of God. He, he knows where you are. Hey, man, so he said, you know, if they bear it, hey, man, and believe, Amen. The next one here says, you're going to have hope. You're going to be hopeless all things. But it takes, amen, this is just something there. Amen. And not only bearing it, the 15th one says, endureth all things. Now, I've been through some stuff. And I put people through stuff. And it takes some endurance to stand on the word of God. I've endured being and watch what I'm about to say. I've endured being in a church where you were being ridiculed. But God didn't say leave. God didn't say go nowhere. So I, I remained right there until God moved. Endurance. Sometimes, yeah, I, I brought that one out on purpose. Sometimes we feel like, well, all that's just out in the world. But no, there's things that you got to bear. You got to endure. Amen. You got to believe for right in the truth of God. Because we don't have all the answers. We don't know the outcome, but God does. So we stand and we, and we, we trust him. God, you put me here and I'm going to trust you until you say otherwise. That's a whole nother message. I won't spend take too much time there. <laughs> you know, but the, the last one. After you've uncovered 15 attributes, the last one just puts the cherry on top. Love never fails. You're not going to fail to endure. You're not going to fail to trust him. You're not going to fail to, you know, on, in all these other areas. So when we look at it and we earnestly look at it for ourselves, we find it. Well, we failed them a few of them. But it ain't over yet because we're still growing. We're still learning. We're still, we're still rising to the occasion that God wants us to rise to, to walk in the light of his word, amen, and to emulate him in the earth, amen, and to crucify this flesh because our flesh, this, this, this earth suit, is, is, I heard somebody call it a meat suit. This, this earth suit, amen, that, that we operate in will get us off track because we'll begin to serve it and, and, and desire to satisfy it and to, to please it, amen, more than we want to please the God that created it. So therefore, we find ourselves in a place that we're worshiping the creation more than the creator. Think about this. The help of the Lord is right because truly we got to walk in the love of God. Amen. His love, amen, and striving to do that, amen, it helps us to look beyond the faults and see the needs. It helps us, amen, to, to continue to believe and to work on that area of trust because it can be hard to trust when you don't know the outcome. You don't know the answer, amen. But if you love him and you trust God, I got to trust God in this situation. I got to trust God in my wife or in, my, in your husband. I got to trust God knows and sees, and he's able to turn the hearts of anybody. I know God is able. I know God can deal with that crazy boss on my job. He put me here. He's the one that gave me the job. It wasn't them. 
He's got me in this place for a reason, so I'm going to trust him to use me, amen, to stir things up. Even though they're pushing back, I'm still going to be who God called me to be. Making up your mind. But the struggle, some of the struggle is right in the house of God, right with our brothers and sisters in Christ, right with our husbands and wives, the children at home. Some of those places are a struggle, amen, and we got to get to a place and say, Lord, help me. Imagine if we all just operated at the level of love that God is calling us to. Think it would be any change? Think it would be any difference? 1 John 4 7 says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He said everyone that loveth. Now, he's not just talking about the world's kind of love. And he goes on, he says, amen, that he that loveth not knoweth not God. Uh-oh. You mean if I'm not loving right, you say I don't know God? I didn't say, that's what the scripture said. He that loveth not loveth not God, for God is love. He doesn't, as it's been said so many times, he doesn't just do love, he is love. Amen. That, that's his nature. That's his makeup. That's his character. Amen. And this was manifest the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not the love that, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, the payment, the title. He came, amen, to take it all on because he loved us to release us from our own iniquities. I mean, he demonstrated that love freely. Amen. Didn't cost us a cent. He just did it. He made a way. Amen. It's free. How many of you like free stuff? Amen. Someone say, amen, give you a car free, I'm all about it. Give you the house free, I'm all about it, right? Huh? Give you, let you have your basket full of groceries free, you go in the parking lot shouting. Uh, free. We like free. Amen. But when God says his love, when the, when the word lets us know how free the love of God is, we think there's a catch. We think there's strings attached. But it's going to cost you. He's not trying to get nothing from us. He's trying to get something to us. And he's trying to get us somewhere with him. It's not costing us, amen. So he, he, he gave us all of this love, amen, how we ought to love one another. Amen. It says that, you know, beloved, if God so loved us, so ought we also to love one another. Why do I love you? Why, do you, why, why should you love me? Because God loved us. And we need to be able to share that love one with another. He goes on to say, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Now, see what he's saying. Yeah, that, that, that if we walk in that love, the scripture tells us in another place, amen, the world will know us by our love one for another. So our love should be demonstrated to a degree that it's recognizable. It shouldn't be undercover, covert. But it should be right. It should be apparent to the onlooker. My goodness, them are some loving people. Man, they be when people do them wrong. They still love. I mean, we, we, we just can't. They just we just can't steal their joy. And I, you know, I, I go there because what is it that we can let we allow to come in and take our our joy and our peace? Mm. How can you be so calm when things are so crazy? Because you're allowing the love of God to dwell in your heart. And you trust God that he knows and he sees the circumstance and the situation. You, you trust and believe his word that he's working it out for your good because you're his favorite. Are you his favorite? I'm his favorite. Are you his favorite? Amen. And when, it's a when you're a favorite, he takes care of the favorites, right? All God's kids are favorites. We just got to recognize, amen, that he favors you. Amen. And when he does, you can trust him, amen, because he shows up. Has he shown up in your life lately? Has he shown his love towards you recently? 
Amen. See, so therefore, you know that he's still real. He's still loving you. He's still working things out. So when the next trouble comes, don't forget. He's still your daddy. And he's still watching out for you. Amen. Whereby we know that he dwelleth, that, that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. <laughs> so we're not relying on ourselves. We're not relying on our own ability. Amen. He, he knew that without him coming on board, amen, and giving us the strength, we would still fail. So he loved us enough. And this, uh, like I said, that's a whole nother message. He, he came, amen, by the Holy Spirit to dwell with and in us, amen, to empower us to do what we of ourselves could not do. Because without God, we just read the scripture, we don't even know love. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to operate in us now, the Holy Spirit can love through us when we yield, amen, to the Holy Spirit. And we, we, we take our own self out of the way, out of the equation. But we have to have the trust in us that God truly loves us. And he's going to do what's good for us. You think about all those attributes, that whole list. And when you look at the life of Jesus, he demonstrated everything the right way. He showed us how to love. In the hard times, in the difficult times, he showed us how to love. Amen. And, and if we would just trust him and say, Lord, I know that I'm, I'm struggling right now, but I, I, need, I need your love. And, and, and has you ever asked God to help you to love somebody? You know, one thing I've learned in life, when you begin to pray for somebody, no matter who they are, I mean, but especially when you're having a hard time with that person, or they've done something that hurts you or against you, and you begin to pray for them. I mean, not just, Lord bless them. Grieve it, but when you really go in, when you really go in, amen, with the Holy Spirit on board, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal you. Amen. First, he's going to reveal you to you. Because he's going to deal with you first. And then he begins to reveal to you that other person. And if you would do it earnestly, you would eventually, you go a heart that person. A heart of love. A heart of compassion. A heart of forgiveness. And all the while, you're being released from the hurt. Because it brings understanding. See, you don't know what drove that person to what they did or what they said or who they are. Amen. But you know that that's not God's will for their life. We just know that number one. So something is amiss. Something has gone awry, amen, and God is not on board. God is not in charge. So, Lord, help me that I, too, don't go astray with my thoughts toward them, with my, my anger overwhelming me, amen, and overriding the love of God that's supposed to operate in me. See, this love thing is, is huge. I mean, we, we can't just say I love, but. I mean, I say we can't, but people do. This love thing, it moves us to a whole nother place. Because his love that he desires to operate in us and through us is what we don't like to do a lot of times because it's a sacrificial love. And he demonstrated that on the cross of Calvary when he sacrificed his life for our sinful life. When he paid the cost that we couldn't pay. When he, when he bore the sins that he did not commit. He did it for us so that we could be set free. So that we could be delivered from ourselves. Amen. Because the reality is we don't need help destroying ourselves. We can do a pretty good job all by ourselves. Amen. But thank God for his love. The love of God. Amen. That lifts us up. The love of God that changes our hearts. 
the love of God that, that sets us on the right road and the right path, the love of God that changes our perspective when we look at life and the circumstances. That's the love. That's the love that I want us to aspire to, to grab hold of. And it's not, it's not up to somebody else to get us there. It's up to us, it's up to you, and it's up to me to intentionally strive to get there. And we got the help, the greatest help on the planet, and that's the Holy Spirit. Help us to attain a level of love that even the world can't understand. A level of love, amen, that, that is liberating both to us and to those that we engage. It changes. It changes us. It makes us even better. Let's stand. I'm going to pray, man. If you're here this morning and you've been struggling in this area, I invite you to come to the altar. There's a place uh, uh, in your life where love has is, is just not been allowed to override. Love has not been allowed to change your heart because of hurt, bitterness, disappointment, whatever the case might be, I invite you to come. Not to give it to me, but to give it to God. Because he doesn't want us bound up. Love is intended to set us free. Because we trust him, so we release it to him. And say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender. Pastor Amy. The love of God. See, the enemy wants to steal that. He wants to take it away. And, and, and what he wants to replace it with is anger and bitterness and hurt, resentment. He wants to take away that love that brings peace and releases us from all those things that want to bind us up. We find that when we when we allow the love of God to grow, amen, the other things want us to die. Let the love go. So we're going to reach our hands.